Welcome to Everyday Economics, the podcast helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krug, president of the 51C3 nonprofit, nonpartisan Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics is a production of America's Talking Network. You can check out all of our great podcasts at americastalking.com. To support Everyday Economics, please make your tax-deductible charitable contribution by clicking the link in the show description. We are recording today's episode on Monday, October 9th, and joining me as always, Dr. Orfe Devangi, PhD. Dr. O, jobs report came in uh, last week, and to say that it was a stunner would be perhaps an understatement. 336,000 jobs uh, added in September. A lot of people in the workforce or not necessarily in the workforce, people looking for other opportunities are like, uh, that doesn't sound right to me. When you peel back the numbers and you take a look at it, the overwhelming majority of these jobs were in what segments, sir? Well, yeah, 70% of job gains were in the government sector, uh, healthcare, and uh, leisure and hospitality. Basically, two, two sectors, the, the, two, the latter two sectors were sectors that had yet to uh, get back to employment levels, uh, pre-pandemic employment levels. Uh, but the government sector is, con- is continuing to add jobs, right? State, local, federal government adding jobs. Uh, and, and at the federal level, we're seeing a ton of borrowing, right? Government borrowing, uh, large, I, I, I can't remember what it was. It was something like a 23% increase in treasury, in the size of treasury ish- issuances going into 2024, which is going to add a ton of upward pressure. On, uh, on bond yields, right? And so if you're worried, if you're wondering why interest rates are rising so much, yes, it's a strong U.S. economy, but part of that expansion comes from the fact that the U.S. government is borrowing a ton and spending, spending a lot. And, uh, and that increase in government borrowing at a time where the Fed is shrinking its balance sheet, basically the biggest buyer of treasuries uh, is no longer buying them uh, you're going to have a ton of upward pressure on yields. And that's basically what's happening. But going back to the jobs report, you know, amazing, right? Amazing. It's a good jobs report overall because people have jobs, right? So more, more, more people working. Uh, but at the same time, uh, the wage growth, hourly earnings, uh, were down slightly moderated from 4.3% to 4.2%. And so that means that to me is indicative of an increase in labor supply, uh, right? Uh, labor demand and labor supply coming into better balance. And, uh, and I think that's good news for the U.S. economy. Now, of course, you know, you know, when you think about this, this government, we talked about this already, government sector adding 22%, making up 22% of the job gains. Uh, and that's probably why a lot of people in most industries, in most industries, feel like, what's going on? I've been waiting. You know, there's people writing to me on LinkedIn saying, hey, you know, I, I, there's so many people that are waiting for a job that have been uh, that have been uh, out there looking for work that are not finding work. How could you possibly tell me this economy is is still booming? This labor market still is still, uh, you know, booming like it is. I'll, I'll take I'll take an example right now. Uh and I'll pass it back to you. Uh, Mr. James McGovern, uh, you know, wrote to me, open to work. He says, I remain skeptical of the employment numbers 
If you're on LinkedIn, anyone can observe a profound increase in the usage of the hashtag open to work, which suggests that unemployment is increasing. I'm with you. I mean, I, and I think anecdotally from a standpoint of, of you know, friends and, and, and people that I know that are out there that are looking for work who are not in the sectors that we discussed, they are having a they're having a tough time. And also, you know, I mean, think about the high climbers that, you know, and particularly like people that work in the tech sector who, you know, like to ladder up. You know, I'm going to I'm going to move from this company to this company, to this company. And, you know, like the vines between jobs just don't seem to be long enough. And the some of the the, the like the, the risk of, of leaving the job that you have right now, it kind of we wanted to talk about housing and the impact of this on the housing market. But it kind of feels like the housing market to me. If you have a job right now, I think the, the those people who have a job or who are pretty happy with their job, maybe a little dissatisfied with their job, maybe ready to do something different. Uh, I feel like they're holding on. That the, 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 the complaints that I'm hearing about how they don't like this or they don't like that, that those are dissipating. They're happy to have a place to go. They're happy to have a check. They're starting to hear from the, their friends who have, been somehow pushed out or left or whatever happened to them. They're no longer working. Uh, it's not necessarily desperate just yet, but it's getting a little, a little, a little anxious a, for some people. That's it. It's a big cool down, right? We've seen this yes. big cool down since a year, from a year ago. We saw in the housing market, we've seen a labor market and, uh, and less people wanting to move, right? I, I mean, not necessarily- Oh, 100% to move. agree on that. Maybe, maybe not necessarily that they don't want to move. It's just that the conditions out there- but That's are it. Are not conducive. If you had to, like say, if you had, a, if you had to leave wherever you were in one of the in one of the corporate centers or, or what suburban markets around America and go to it and like literally pick up, pack up, you know, pick up, pack up and leave and go somewhere and try to buy another house in this market. I mean- we have interest rates now at like eight. What is it? Eight point oh five percent is what I'm seeing. I mean, uh, so it's just an odd situation that we're in. Or for this generation of workers, maybe the first time that they've encountered yes. something and, like, and it has everything to do with those higher yields that we talked about at the beginning of the show. You know that that's exactly what happens when interest rates go up. You know they go up and they squeeze everybody. And they have the impact of cooling down the economy. Uh, consumers are seeing it with their credit cards, mortgage rates. Uh, and, and of course, and it all stems from the fact that, you know, even though inflation's come down, the U.S. economy is on solid footing and you're getting this fiscal tailwind because the U.S. government is still spending like gangbusters, fiscal deficits expected to increase all that borrowing is going to show up either in higher inflation or in higher yields and we're going to pay for it it's a tax people it's a tax appreciate the insights as always for fa divungi this has been chris krug subscribe to everyday economics and dozens of other quality podcasts at americastalking.com 